0: Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th So, you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait, this offer ends on May 31st. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Pretty Okay Podcast. Yay, we are back. We're back. I'm Samantha Welker. I'm Julia Wheeler. And so today we decided for our second full episode, we're going to talk about what we both learned in the corporate industry. Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of go over all of the lessons, the things we liked, the things we didn't like, and how we're applying it to our careers now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you're in the corporate industry, this is a good episode because you'll be able to, first of all, commiserate with us, (laughs) but if you're in the corporate industry and want to get out, you'll also be really stoked to listen to this (laughs) one. We hope it's inspiring. Yes. Um, And if you've never had a corporate job, we hope you get some good tips out of this because there is a lot of valuable business information you take away from working in the corporate world. Definitely agree. So let's start with a quick little recap. So did you do your homework last week? I did. I did. How many people did you unfollow, Julia? I
1: didn't count, but I did go through um, mainly on my business accounts, Uh and I unfollowed people who were not sparking joy, and (laughs) I didn't miss them, and I didn't feel bad deleting. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah. I may have muted one other person, too.
0: Yeah. I'm probably going to do more. Okay. Well, I'm petty and I did count. Um, so <laughs> You're <I'm> telling. <laughs> I was. Well, I used one of those apps because it's just oh. easier to like bulk, yeah. you know? So I went through and, you know, I just tapped their picture and then bulk unfollowed. Um, but I unfollowed 34 people wow. who didn't make me happy to see their stuff anymore. Okay. Um, and I don't even remember who I unfollowed, to yeah. be honest with you. And that's kind of the thing. It's like... Why are we spending our time and our energy like on people who we wouldn't really remember otherwise if they weren't on a screen in front of us? Yeah, agree. So if you haven't done that homework yet, go Good. back and do it. If you haven't listened to the first episode yet and have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about, go do that too. <laughs> um, so pretty okay. We Each week we want to talk about something that we're feeling pretty okay about and just kind of do a little you know, shoot the shit, check in, <laughs> check in. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: I think it's good for, it, it's not necessarily part of the official homework, but, um, it's definitely something I think is good for everybody to do, to do a little check in with yourself or check in with a friend. Um, somebody who's kind of like a business partner or somebody that you talk to about your business, a work uh, wife, yeah, your work wife, um, or your work husband. I don't know. I don't know. Your, I don't know your life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do a little check-in. What are you feeling pretty good about? Something you're working on and you want to keep working on? Well, and it can I'm be... asking
0: you, Sam. Oh, well, so, and can, <laughs> it can be business, too, or it can be personal. So, for example, mine this week is personal. Okay. Do you have a business one or a personal one? Uh, Business. Oh, okay, mine's not that exciting do it okay Who cares? um so what i'm feeling pretty okay about is the fact that i potty trained my kid oh hell yeah that's this work. last week <laughs> yes that's <laughs> was work interesting to say the least um but that was like our big kind of to-do thing that we tackled we did like the three-day boot camp just let him run around naked and give him an m&m every time he pees type thing but it was actually i feel like because i posted on instagram stories like that we were doing it. And then I, I said, hey, any moms, you know, who've done this before, like, would love some tips. And I feel like I got a lot of people who were like, don't get your hopes up. It's not going to go good. Like, a lot of almost negative yeah, type things. Um, So my expectations were real low. Um, so he, but he did great. And so you know i was pleasantly surprised that's awesome and that could totally relate to business as well <laughs> yeah people
1: can totally make you feel like you're whatever <laughs> it is that you're doing is going to be a failure and don't do it cuz other people have done it but that doesn't mean that that you're you're not going to be awesome at it
0: and that you guys is all so did true great. so you're right i love what are you feeling pretty okay about
1: i'm feeling pretty okay about the fact that we have um I, I have my kids swim line, siesta surf, and I we plan everything out a, almost a year ahead of time, and I am going to have our shipment here of our product in, like, two weeks, and then I can actually... I've been doing all this prep work, but now I can actually do real work, and, <laughs> like, the prep gives me anxiety because I was like, I can't really do anything yet. Right. I'm like... Excited to hit the ground running, and so I have a photo shoot this weekend, and then I get to actually come up with my marketing plan and
0: do it. Nice! So I'm feeling really excited about like getting to work. That's a fun stage, yeah, of like the process. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I can't wait. I just tossed out all of Rocky's uh swimsuits that don't fit him, so perfect. Excited for the new launch. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna begin. (laughs) Okay, so. I kind of want to intro a little bit. We're going to each talk about our corporate experience before we talked about what we learned. Mm -hmm. Um, So my corporate experience, I started actually with Boys and Girls Club of America working on the corporate side of things. And then I got this job over at this web development and marketing firm downtown. And for me, that's where I feel like I got the most of my corporate experience because it was like textbook corporate Like, Mm -hmm. you had to wear nylons. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. Who wears nylons? No one. (laughs) So the building we worked in was downtown San Diego. And it was the tallest building in San Diego. It was very fancy. um, And it was kind of one of those places where you're like, oh, this is what people with money look like. (laughs) Because it was just very intense. And it was... Way too fancy for me. I've never,
1: ever had a fancy job like that. I had to adapt. Or a fancy life. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, like, I definitely had to wear, like, long sleeves to cover tattoos, and, like, I didn't have any of my hand tattoos, obviously, when I was working there, but they had this um, members-only club that I was a member of. Did you get a jacket? No, it wasn't that kind, but it was, like, uh, we were called... Sam was born before the 80s,
1: so she doesn't even know what a members-only jacket is, probably. Born
0: before the 80s? Oh, wait. After the 80s. <laughs> I'm like, is there born. Do you know what a member's only jack? Yes, I know what it is. Come on. I'm not that young. Um, so I belonged to this young executive club, which was on the top floor, on the 28th floor of the building. And it was just like you paid way too much money each month to be important and included in this club for a free breakfast every day, basically. I didn't even know that was real. It's a, a thing. real thing. And... It honestly, too, the biggest thing I learned in that building is that white old men are still in charge of everything. Yeah, Um, it's true. So I worked as the CFO when I was there. And while I was there, I mentored with a wonderful man named Craig Spitz, who's the CFO for Stone Brewery. And he um, taught me a lot of things, but he actually also gave me the opportunity to interview to be a CEO of Stone while their CEO was trying to decide if he still wanted to work or not, which he ended up deciding he wanted to stay. But I got to really kind of go to these kind of intense corporate levels and see a lot of shit. Yeah. Um,
1: I made it a goal in my life, not really officially, but <laughs> to never have to uh, wear a pantsuit to work. No offense if you But like now they're in suits. style. Yeah, they, I mean...
0: It's not my
1: style. (laughs) I just, I wear jeans and sweatshirts every day. So, uh, when I got an internship at the skate and surf magazine, I was like, this is it. This is for me. Um, but the cool thing about it was that the magazine well cool and not cool, but, um, (laughs) the magazine had been acquired, By Time Inc., which by the time I, which was, you know, Time Magazine. By the time I got to the magazine, they had, uh, Time Inc. had been, had gone through a merger. So they were AOL, Time Warner. Oh. So I actually, and this was kind of like, this was in the earlier days where AOL, it was still, I mean, it was still AOL. Like, (laughs) I don't know. But
0: like, it was still kind of lame to have an AOL address like email address like that was old school i have to say if i get an email address from somebody with an aol account i am like today i immediately do not trust them that's true why why are you still
1: something's wrong upgrade your aol email and your hotmail (laughs) (laughs) don't have those accounts you're putting out the wrong vibe yeah um so anyway um So I got to do a ton of my digital media training at the AOL corporate offices. I was at like, it was at the 30 Rock office. Ooh. Yeah. So it was, I got to go to New York to do all these really cool trainings. And um, so I got to work in a skate and surf environment, but I also got to have the training of working in a super corporate environment. Um, I will say that, I knew that working in an office wasn't for me. Even in a really fun, cool, laid-back office, I got really – I started to have really bad stomach issues Mm. the second I started working at a 9-to-5 job. And I struggled with – and it was all basically um, a side effect of anxiety that stayed with me until I left the corporate world. I and had something
0: really similar yeah. too. I think you and I both are anxious people, mm-hmm. I would say. Um and I internalize all of it. Yeah. I honestly would get hives every single day mm-hmm. at work, like all over my arms and like sometimes on my legs and I was like, "Oh, I'm done. I'm allergic to my desk." <laughs> I'm not allergic to your fucking desk, no, Sam. It's Come your on, job. So, I mean, so <laughs> I think it was pretty clear that you and I were not meant for the corporate world between your stomach (laughs) issues and my hives. (laughs) Um, But what was it about corporate life necessarily that made you want to pursue the alternative? I just
1: knew that I, I always
0: knew I wanted to do my
1: own thing. Both of my parents have their own businesses my dad is a dreamer every day there's a new business idea, there's a new this and so I feel like I have always kind of had that dreamer mentality. I love that. <laughs> uh, but I didn't always know I didn't always feel like I was the most creative person. I'm a Virgo. I really like to organize things. I like to you know like kind of I like to run the show but I don't always know. I don't always feel confident that I know what, what the show itself is, (laughs) you know, I can, I know I can run it, but am I good at creating whatever that is? I never, I never felt like that was necessarily my strength until I kind of gave myself an opportunity to experiment with lots of different things with blogs and social media and, Even when Pinterest came about and just kind of, you know, curating an aesthetic, once I kind of realized that creativity, you know, in the digital world was a thing, Mm -hmm. I kind of, I I like found my calling kind of through like creating imagery. So then I partnered up with um, Taryn, my photographer friend, and we both kind of wanted to leave our gigs and we started doing
0: creative projects together just for fun nice so um the biggest thing for me was time because in the the career that i had you worked 60 hours a week minimum yeah and it was only gonna get worse and you know i was proud of the the training and like my education and stuff and so i wasn't necessarily willing to take a lower position Mm -hmm. than what i had worked for so i decided kind of the only way to get the best of both world, worlds was to just go do it myself. Yeah. Um, and so I think we kind of have that. Agree with that for sure. Yeah. So in terms of what we learned in the corporate industry, because I think we both learned a lot. Definitely. Um, I think one of my biggest things was making connections. Yeah, that's one of my biggest biggest takeaways too so we can both talk about that because honestly as much as I hate it because I am a very introverted person and I am like I said really socially awkward networking it's important and as cheesy as it is it really is who you know and that's true but I also I'm an introverted extrovert so
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can do it but I don't always love it And I hate the thought of networking makes me want to throw up and (laughs) hide under my covers and never come out. Yes. But if I think of um, aligning myself with people who have similar interests and making them my friends and then enjoying their company and then learning from each other, it feels less intimidating to me than the term networking so that is how I have always been able to think about that um so the people that I have known since literally the people that I interned for are still friends that I work with to this day in some capacity they're my friends Mm -hmm. but I also can bounce business ideas off them they work in marketing for brands and I can pull products from them for photo shoots like it's it, it's amazing to be able to still have those connections and yeah. friendships which probably wouldn't even exist without social media so
0: yeah well and that's a big part of it too because when i was working in the corporate world i would have to actually go to networking events which were the bane of my existence Brutal. like just standing in a room i was in a couple things like the um, executive business council of san diego and the <laughs> so i know and the young executives club and it was literally just people like in a room, talking about business. And that's the worst. Talking about the Lamborghinis. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that was so dumb. I'm not cutting that. Please take um, it <laughs> But, you know... Some of the best networking I've done has been on social media because especially for me as an introverted person, and I'm sure for you, yes. it's so much easier yes. to like talk to somebody over, you know, some kind of social channel and then maybe text or whatever. It's like dipping your toe into the the networking world. Um, but There's social media. to leave
1: your couch. Yeah, yeah. But you just, you meet
0: so many people that you might not otherwise necessarily meet and totally. make connections. So it's a really good uh, tool to utilize. Agree. So, what's something else that you...
1: Um, so, something that I think is really important that I totally notice, like, just little things that I can pick up on when I'm working with people... Uh, pretty on, on projects through emails or whatever, it can be really obvious to me when people have not worked in a professional environment, Mm -hmm. um, little things like email etiquette, um, how to even write a professional email, how to follow up on an email chain, how you can still be really informal in some, like in some ways, but I can tell when people, you know, when people reach out to me because they want a free product for something, it stands out to me, which we'll told, we'll talk about that in another yeah. episode. Yeah. But it stands out when somebody writes a really professional email and they... Talk to you about why they want to work on this project with you, and or when somebody literally wrote something on their phone, and it's like, "Hey, would love to collab," or something. Yes, don't send
0: an initial email from your phone.
1: Yeah, like (laughs) even if you do, if if your phone is all you have, like draft it in your notes first. Yeah, right you know, make sure it has an email signature. Make sure you take out the part that says "sent from my iPhone." Yes, like. You know, things like that matter. Totally. They make you look, they make the difference between making you look professional and unprofessional. Yes. So, and then even things like when I'm working on, say, a giveaway or some project where I've included multiple vendors and I want to make sure everybody has assets or photos or posting information, um, I like to write a really, you know, thorough email where I, I make sure that I BCC people so that if somebody responds, not everybody's getting a million responses. Right. And then I bullet point. Here's all the information. Here's where you can find the assets. Here's what time and date we're posting. And you know, here is an example caption you can use. Just something with like... Really thorough with all the information anybody could possibly need.
0: Yes, and well, and um, that cuts down on the back and forth. Exactly. Um, or people saying, "Oh, I
1: didn't know we were doing this," or "I never got the photos from this." Right? Or, You're like,
0: no, it was in the email. Yeah, you Come make on. sure that
1: everybody <laughs> is in the loop. And yes. So I think, and that's something that I I learned working in the corporate world where I was working on big projects and I had to keep you know, add agencies in the loop or, you know, keep my brand and my agency in the loop on when their project was going live and here's all the details. Like things like that are really important and they make you look good. They make you look professional and they make a
0: project run really smoothly. Well, and I think that ties in perfectly to one of my biggest takeaways from the corporate world, which is, being proactive rather than being reactive. Mm -hmm. So being on top of your shit and having all of the information presented to everybody, being organized is so much easier and so much more professional looking than having something happen or someone questioning the process and you having to kind of scramble to get your shit together. Totally. Um, So I've always really loved that phrase, you know, being proactive rather than reactive and then also the underpromising and over delivering mm-hmm. too is a big one. From thinking the about everything
1: world. that could go wrong. Yes. Thinking about every question that somebody might have and then address all of it. And that way you have tried to think through everything that could happen. So that everybody has all that information up front. And like Sam said, you're not react- being reactive to somebody being like, what if this happens? Or this went wrong. You're like, Yeah, oh, I already thought through
0: what might happen. And here's the solution I already have. Right. Yes, exactly. So one of the other things that I really kind of took away from my time in the corporate world is to not confuse activity with results. Yes. Because... It's not really until you work with a large group of people, I think, that you realize how many people there are that don't actually do anything yeah. throughout the day. It's Myself kind of amazing. Included. That's not true <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, but I think, and I've, I've kind of found like the correlation with that is that people who aren't necessarily coming up with any results and are just trying to look busy are also the people who are always calling unnecessary meetings. Oh, yeah. Because meetings are the bane of my existence. Yeah. Like, I kind of have this belief that if, if you try to talk something out over email and it takes, like, you know, more than two responses per person, sure, you can hop on a phone call. Yeah. But, like, if it's something that can just be written out in an email, why?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like phone calls for being able to, like, talk something out really quickly. Yeah. But the downside of that is that you don't have stuff in writing. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you the number of times having something in writing in an email makes life so much easier where you can go back and say, hey, well, as you can see, you agreed to have such and such done by such and such date. Yeah. And it's just easier to have like an email chain to go back to
0: yeah and like I mean for me the thing that drives me insane is you know I'll have people who will reach out for glitter guide to do potential partnerships and the way we do our partnerships is they're paid flat rate partnerships but there's always the brands who want to work for affiliate payments oh yeah and I'll tell them in the email like we're only doing paid partnerships if you still want to hop on a call happy to, you know, and discuss further. Because I am not opposed to getting on the phone or meeting in person. I just I like to manage my time effectively. Um, And I just feel like there's a lot of instances where meetings take that away, especially being working moms who don't have normal schedules. Like, to have a call and then have it be a waste of time just really derails me. I had it the other day where it was like, I put it in the email, like, hey – We do this. We'll do paid partnerships. We won't do affiliate partnerships. And the guy's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's get on the call and talk more about it. And as soon as we get on the phone, he's like, so we only work with affiliates, and I wanted to see if you would be open to that. And I'm like, what? No, getting me on the phone isn't going to change my mind. Yeah. So I remember in the corporate world, I feel like I had a minimum of two meetings a day. Yeah. Always. And they were never productive. No. Ever. I have a meeting once a week with Taylor, the founder of Glitter Guide, but we work remotely. So yeah. those, we do a little Google Hangout, you know, and it's good to see your face. It's good to connect. For those kind of things, I think meetings are really important. Face-to-face is always good. But if it's not necessary for an actual project, an actual results, or it's not necessary for morale... You know, because sometimes yeah. you just need to meet to check in. Yeah. Like with your team. I think that's really valuable. But for having meetings for the sake of having meetings is the worst thing. I agree. <laughs> I also think that
1: to your point with not confusing activity for productivity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not confusing activity with results. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, I think a way that that could apply to somebody working on their own business, somebody working from home, or anybody working in an office job too, is that I know for me, I tend to work on either what is most exciting to me in mm-hmm. the moment. So, and that's usually the things that are more creative. So if I just got photos back from a photo shoot, I immediately, I want to go through those and want to organize them. I want to start applying those to whatever project. And that might take me away from doing some customer service emails or my taxes or mm-hmm. something like that, that, you know, it basically is a shiny object that right. distracts me. And yeah. I could totally keep myself busy with a million other things and then at the very last minute be like oh my gosh my taxes are due tomorrow now I have to like go through Sam knows that this is like this an is actual not real a life hypothetical season. scenario yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I do think that that's another thing that like we can we can talk about that more yeah. on another episode like managing your time yeah but I do think it's something to be aware of that like and I know a lot of us probably feel this way where you're like, Oh my gosh, I had the craziest day and I got
0: nothing done. Oh yeah. So I think I, I texted you that last week. I was yeah. like I did zero work today. Yeah. But but <laughs> feel you like, feel like you did. But I know you did I a sat lot of on stuff. my computer all day long. Yeah. But I got nothing done. And sometimes you have those days. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I do think that they are, you know, I think that's kind of like a entrepreneurial version of meetings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The time suckers that keep you from doing the things that you should be doing.
0: Have you heard of the uh, important versus urgent matrix? No. So I'll put it in the show notes because it's an actual like diagram and nobody can see the hand motions I'm doing (laughs) right now. But it's like... It's broken into four sections, basically. And it's like, is it important and urgent? That's the thing you do first. Uh Is it important but not urgent? Is it not urgent but important? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it needs to get done, but it doesn't have to get done right away. Yeah. So that'll be one of the things we can talk about more on. How to manage your time. Yeah, time management and stuff. But that's a a good tactic to use. So if you are a professional in the creative industry or solo entrepreneur, Um, Julia, what's a way you can utilize your corporate experience kind of in that world? I think um, one of the things you can really do is
1: take yourself seriously Mm -hmm. as a professional. Totally. And take the, you know, give yourself the, like empower yourself to be a true professional even if even if what you're doing it just feels like a creative side job take it seriously give yourself an email signature write an email in a professional manner Mm -hmm. you know um uh organize your thoughts well in an email don't um just send off a quick email from your phone you know without thinking it through if it's you know, especially if it's something emotional, um, right. Give yourself like the, you know, empower yourself to be really professional in whatever it is that you're doing so that people
0: will take you seriously. Um, well, yeah. And if you take yourself seriously, you're going to put out that confidence that other people will see it the same way. Yeah. You know, but if you kind of come at it, little timid and like oh I just do this for fun like downplaying it I feel like that makes you look so much less professional than just being like here's my business here's what I'm making and I'm really good at it
1: totally if it's a side gig if it's you know your full-time passion project whatever it is yeah treat it the same way you would treat a job in in the corporate world as far as like the respect that you want to get out of
0: having it yeah totally and I think the same thing kind of goes for what we were talking about earlier with networking yeah just because you're not in a you know textbook corporate environment doesn't mean you won't benefit from networking in the yeah. creative industry, you totally, totally. will. yeah, think potentially even more so, yeah, because everybody is kind of doing their own thing and working on their own, so you have to go out and make those connections with people who you can work with in the future, potentially. Yeah, you would know better than anybody.
1: I a hundred percent agree. It's <laughs> like you gotta you gotta network, and that is the perfect segue into our homework assignment
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes so the homework this week okay is to connect with two to three people who would be good to have in your professional arsenal yes um that could be connect with them
1: over social media yep try to do an in-person meetup um find somebody that you think is compatible that you both would have something to offer each other um please don't tell them that you want to pick their brain no
0: don't ever use those words yeah we're anti pick your brain yeah
1: it just feel that um feels like somebody just wants to take your hard-earned knowledge right and uh just take and not give anything in return yes versus um you know, if you, so I have an e-commerce business. I have a lot of other people who have e-commerce businesses who are friends of mine who sell similar things even, but we will talk to each other and say, Hey, how would you handle this customer service email? Mm-hmm. Um, this person's com, you know, complaining that something got lost in the mail, whatever it is. Um, how would you handle this? Or how would you handle a vendor who doesn't pay you? Or, You know, whatever it is, um, it's nice to have somebody that you can share back and forth with and not have the relationship feel one sided. So think about who you could connect with that you feel like you could offer them some advice. And, you know, you might have a few questions that you want to ask them about, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely in terms of networking, people are going to be much more open and receptive to it if it's a two-way street and if they're going to get something out of it as well. So the way you want to approach it, um, if you're introducing yourself to somebody you don't have actually any contact with, you've never met before, you want to reach out and say, hey, here's who I am. I love what you're doing with XYZ. Here's how I think we could... Benefit from knowing each other better. I have people all the time who send me random DMs who are like, "Hey, I know you don't need it right now, but in case you ever need this for a glitter guide, I'm a graphic designer or blah blah." blah. You know, it's like people who are just putting themselves out there, and yeah. I think that's great, totally. Because then, when I do need something like that, those are the first people I think of. Uh huh. Absolutely. All right, so okay. go out and make some connections. Network, baby. Two to three people doesn't have to be in person but yeah. just make sure that you you get those done. Yeah. That, you and I have to do it too. Yes. And we'll report back next time. That's a lot of meetings. Already giving me anxiety. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be a meeting. It can no, just yes. be a connection, making an introduction. So, yes. Coffee meetings or whatever are just brownie points.
1: Hey Sam, do you want to get coffee?
0: Um, no, I don't think can that's I two ways. <laughs> I pick like your brain That sounds like a one-sided brain about deal. my taxes. Oh god. <laughs>
1: If you want any of the uh, tools or websites or anything else that we referenced in the show today, we will put them in the show notes on our website, which is prettyokpodcast.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at at prettyokpodcast. That's okay spelled O-K-A-Y. Cool. Thanks for
0: listening.
1: Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.